The decathlon is the absolute ultimate track and field event. It consists of 10 competitions that are conducted over the space of two days. And the winner of the decathlon is traditionally called the world's best athlete. This tradition began in the 1912 Olympics in Stockholm when the King of Sweden said to Jim Thorpe, You, sir, are the best athlete in the world. Taking inspiration from the track and field decathlon, I have constructed a decathlon of thoughts. These are 10 strategies for thinking to mine the potential treasure chest of thoughts and possibilities that exist within us. The first is big picture thinking. This is veritably getting a bird's eye view of things to come up with ideas, opportunities and possibilities. Big picture thinkers literally live at 30,000 feet. They provide us with ideas for growth. They are the visionaries in any field. However, those ideas then need to be inspected in detail through the next kind of thinking, which is detail-oriented thinking. To succeed, we also need to be nuts and bolts people looking at time schedules, at project resources, at management processes through detailed thinking. For example, Maharshi Panini, before writing the grammar of Sanskrit, decided to go to Mount Kalash and take inspiration from Bhagavan Shiv. Lord Shiv saw Maharshi climbing up and thought, why should he labor and come all the way? Let me teach him from a distance. This was the first instance of distant learning. He took his Damru and created 12 sounds. This is the famous Maheshwar Sutra of Lord Shiv. Maharshi Panini heard it and said, Wow, I know. He went and detailed it in his work which is called the Ashtadhyay, which is the first book expounding the philosophy of grammar in any language of the world. It consists of eight chapters and 4,000 sutras. But then he did not explain them in detail and they did not suffice for students. So after him came Katyayan, who wrote Vartika, in which he elucidated the sutras of the Ashtadhyayi. The Vartika was also not detailed enough. And then came a sage called Patanjali, who explained it further in the Mahabhasya. 
and that is what students study before approaching either the Vartika or the Ashtadhyayi. So what Lord Shiv did was to give big picture thinking. And then Maharshi Panini engaged in detail-oriented thinking. And so did Katyayan and Patanjali. Now come to the third kind of thinking, which is critical thinking. This means putting emotions aside, biases, prejudices, and analyzing things on the basis of pure logic and objectivity. Critical thinking is different from everyday commonplace thinking, which really doesn't have much value and hence I have not included it in the decathlon of thoughts. Critical thinking is a much valued skill in professional organizations for it can be relied upon to come up with dependable conclusions. The next in the decathlon is reflective thinking. People often come up to me and say, Swamiji, I enjoyed that family camp so much which you conducted at the RKT Dallas. And I ask them, what did you enjoy the most? All of a sudden, the expression on their face changes as they start recollecting memories of that experience and savoring them again. When we have a nice experience, we relish the sentiments at the time. But in the rush of things, we really cannot get the best out of it. Later on, when we ponder, reflect over it with the benefit of hindsight, we learn so much and draw from the experiences we had. This is reflective thinking that strengthens sentiments and leads to learning. The next in the decathlon is strategic thinking. Another name for this is planning, where you break up long-term objectives into short-term tangible goals. So you break up the achievables into goals, roles, processes, and relationships. Chandragupta Maurya, who came 2500 years ago, has been one of the best emperors in the world. He lived a time in Bharatvarsh when Alexander had come, conquered, and put his Greek administrators in charge of various territories in India. Chandragupta Maurya was inspired by his guru, the famous Chanakya Pandit, to get back the territories of India. And he began engaging in warfare, but he was not doing very well. At one time, having lost a war, he was on the run. He came incognito to a house, and the lady offered him kitchery on a leaf plate. Chandragupta put his hand in the center of the kitchery, and his fingers got burnt and he screamed. 
the lady said you are as foolish as your king chandragupta chandragupta was astonished how come the lady said like you he is trying to attack the whole kingdom at one go now the khichdi is cold on the edges you begin eating from the edges you'll be able to easily consume it that made chandragupta maurya change his strategy and he began conquering and winning over territories until at that time the most powerful greek administrator seleucus nicator's army came in confrontation with chandragupta and chandragupta defeated him as a truce seleucus nicator offered his daughter to chandragupta in marriage and chandragupta succeeded in establishing the second biggest kingdom in the world at that time second only to alexanders now that was an example of strategic thinking the next in the decathlon is abstract thinking which i'll read to you from my book the power of thoughts abstract thinking is the mode of thinking beyond the here and now in it we seek to understand how the subject of our thought relates to everything else we do not just ask how but also why we look for deeper meaning morals ethics values underlying patterns of things those who are good abstract thinkers can perceive analogies and relationships that others cannot thereby they can lift their wisdom to higher levels of insight these are the philosophers the social reformers however mere ideas that cannot be implemented serve no purpose and that is why after abstract thinking we come to the next in the decathlon which is practical thinking practical thinkers are the no nonsense kind they sift off ideas that are worthless from those which are doable truly these are the ones who have their feet firmly planted on their ground and use their common sense as the saying goes good ideas are a dime a dozen but they are not worth a broken nickel until implemented and then we come to the next which is mature thinking what is that we humans are emotional creatures and very often our emotions don't sync with our ideas so the head and heart become misaligned it doesn't suffice to be an intellectual to be a geek or a nerd very often such geeks are socially obtuse so mature thinkers 
have three abilities. The first is emotional self-awareness. They can read their own emotions of anger, greed, desire, etc. This is the ability for self-awareness. And the second is emotional self-mastery. Irrespective of the external environment and impetus, they have the ability to change their inner feelings and sentiments, thereby adopting beneficial feelings. And the third is emotional empathy, understanding and awareness of the feelings of others and the ability to take care of them. So, in any organization, mature thinking or emotional intelligence is a very valued skill. We have gone through 10 kinds of thinking in this decathlon of thoughts. Now, remember in the previous episode, we talked about two. The first was focused thinking and the next was diffuse or creative thinking. Together, all of these create the decathlon of thoughts. But there is yet another kind of thinking that goes beyond this decathlon. And that is spiritual thinking. What is it? We shall discuss in the next episode of this 21-day series on the power of thoughts.